Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic episode four. Today, we're going to rule because on this because epi- on this what would you do episode, I'm asking my guests what they would do if they got to make the rules for a theme park. And yes, we all know the rules like, you know, decent clothing at some parks, uh, don't go in restricted areas, following ride safety, no line cutting, etc. But the rules we're going to do is we're going to build upon those rules or we're going to have rules that apply in other areas that we just think should apply. And I just want to do a quick reminder that, like I say in most episodes, this podcast is not meant to be serious because theme parks are fun and this podcast is fun and that's all it's meant for. So please don't take any of you know, our opinions or our rules that we make up super serious because it's just for fun. We're just clowning around. Yeah, and if you do take it seriously, you're a chump. Next. Amen. Ooh. Get him, sis. <laughs> so today with me, I have Victoria. Hello. And Mel. Hello. And I'm super excited because I got two people who I know have opinions on theme park rules and etiquette and etc. What? Absolutely And not. I wanted to make sure I got opinionated people for this because I'm very opinionated about this topic. Man, I got none. I got none for you. No, you're a completely <laughs> mellow, easygoing, you have no controversial opinions. Victoria has never called anyone out ever. Like, what? Nah, I'm just, I'm a hermit, man. I just sit here with, <laughs> I sit here with Blue and just, you know, watch Netflix. That's all I do. That's it. Never even heard of Twitter. Right, what is that? What is that? Who is she? It's a bird. <laughs> it, it's this new thing. It just came out. Oh, cool. I, I guess we just invented birds. <laughs> Beautiful. So... Um, I'm gonna let Victoria go first. What rules would you make up for theme parks? Disney Universal, any theme park in general? What do you think should be added? What do I think should be added? Um, hmm, I had a list, but I don't know where it is, so I'm trying to go off of memory. (laughs) (laughs) I think I left it at work, but, um... We love preparedness. I know, right? It's I got beat up by a lot of kids today, but that's besides the point. Um, I remember one, it was something along the lines of like service animals. Like I know you can't verify if you know you you legally you can't verify if the service animal, but we're just gonna pretend in Trump's America that that doesn't exist. So the shade. So yeah, we would be verifying service animals because that is a big issue. Like it's not a big issue, but it's becoming a big issue basically. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I just flew today on a plane and I was in security behind a very obvious real service animal and a very obviously fake one. And like the, the difference was astounding in their behavior and just their attitude. Like one was obviously just a dog. No offense to dogs everywhere. Ugh, it's the worst. Like, it's like Blue. He's he's a he's an ESA, so it's like he knows how to behave. And then it's like then you got people who basically just bring their dogs just you know to take Instagram photos. And I'm like, please stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, can I we could not agree more? Can we not? <sighs> no, I think that's a great rule to add, um, because. You know, 
I don't, you know, you got to think about, you know, health and like uh, allergies and other people around you. Because, you know, somebody who does need a service animal, they're going to legitimately, you know, they're going to take them to the, the places. They're going to pick up anything that happens. They're going to do what they can because they need that animal and they know that they're working with that animal versus somebody who's, you know, just bringing in their dog to... Right, and just the fact that a, a, go to know, a regular dog can't lead to things. Obviously, I'm not saying dogs, best of the best, but a trained service animal is not going to react violently things that a potentially untrained service animal could and in a theme park there's just so much more stimulus than you're ever going to have anywhere else you know Mm -hmm. um but victoria if you want to think a little more about your other rules i could i could go ahead and you could like jump in after unless you can remember yeah go ahead i'm trying to i'm literally like just trying to remember right now (laughs) you are totally fine um so i will jump First and foremost, we're going to jump right out with the biggest controversy. We're going to ban all children from Disney World. Um, if you're under, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> she took a Oh my god. Uh, no, we're not. We're not gonna ban all kids. I'm, I'm just. I'm just kidding. I. I personally am happily. Ch- I intend to remain. My life. I don't believe that parenting is my calling. Um, What I do think, and I'm not sure if this counts so much as a rule, although it has been like a ton of conversation about just this today on the Disney Twitter sphere. um, I would really like to see some more restricted areas without very young children in the, maybe not even necessarily in the parks, but in the resorts. Um, And I would really, really love to see hard ticketed events that are like 18 and up. Uh, yes. at Disney, I would absolutely save up yeah. and pay to go to the Magic Kingdom for four or five hours and be guaranteed to not see any snotty little children. That would be glorious. Uh, I would really like that. So that's not so much cool, I guess, but other other types of rules. This is a little more universal related. We're just, we're just going to say haunted houses in general. Um, if you finagle with a haunted house performer you are to be publicly hanged in front of the entire group. I'm just kidding not that far but um, <laughs> I guess we're going too far um, going too far with the controversy no I I would like to see um, in in high intensity events like that even things like Poseidon's Fury I wish there was a little bit more emphasis on rules that are already in place um, I bring this up for Horror Nights. You know, they do have the rules stated at the front of the park and at the front of every single house. You cannot touch the performers, no photography, no videography, that type of thing. But I feel like the signs are maybe not as prevalent as they should be. Um, I've seen other people suggest this, and I, I really like this idea. I almost wish when you purchased a ticket to something like that, you had to submit, you know, sort of like a terms of services um, agreeing to the rules. I feel like more people would be more yeah. likely to read them because the number one excuse that people give at all haunted houses this is not just a horror nights thing uh, when they you know touch or, or assault or whatever an actor is oh I didn't know I didn't know I couldn't do that and if you could never ever have the excuse that they didn't know because they clicked agree even if they didn't read it they said that they did so I'd love to see that. Um, completely agree with the service animal thing, Victoria. Something, something's got to give. I absolutely love animals, dogs, but there is a time and a place for your pet. Um, I was lucky enough to take my dog to the Disney Island Day back in, and uh, oh, it was great. And I get to, it was so cool. I have pictures of sweet little Pearl in the Magic Kingdom, and it was a great time. But again, yeah, time and the place. 
so cute. I remember that. Bless, bless her little heart. It was really hot, and she's a little pug, and it was a little too much for her. I carried her for most of the day, but you know, it was it was great. We got the pictures, and I was not lying and breaking the law to sneak her in, is what it boils down to. Yeah, I waited absolutely. for the opportune moment, and I took it. Um, let's see other rules. Um. <laughs> oh man, you know the moving walkways at Universal, bitch. They called a walkway, not a standway. <laughs> walk on it, and if you don't walk on it, you should be allowed to push them. Those are my rules. Oh, I remember one. I remember one. All right now. So first off, first off, these are theme parks. There are children here. Why are you walking up in Magic Kingdom with booty shorts on? Yeah, fair. And I kid you not, I have seen this before. And I'm sitting there like, girl, girl, you in Fantasyland. Like, there's like time and probably 96% children here. Give or take 96%. I'm almost positive. Yeah, that's correct. But I'm like, that is not appropriate. First off, how did you get through security like that? What was security doing? Matter of fact, let's talk about security. Now that's my another one. I oh, remember. Oh, yes. Read that. <laughs> Lord, I have a story, children. So there was one time I went to Magic Kingdom with friends. And I accidentally I, I went I went drinking the night before. So I completely forgot I had like a little mason jar of moonshine in my bag, right? Love mm-hmm. it. Barely checked my bag. Got the moonshine right in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't yep. even realize it was in my bag until like halfway through the day. And then when I got to another park, then they were like, yeah, you gotta throw that away. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but my point is we gotta like, security gotta do better. That's my rant. They do, because these are these are the same security guards who have physically picked up a sealed uh, sanitary pad that was in my purse and squeezed it. What? And I said, excuse me? Yes, this has happened to me. It was at Magic Kingdom. He picked up my pad, squeezed it, and I looked at him. I just gave him a look, like, are you kidding me? And he said, we just gotta be sure there's nothing inside. And I'm like, what are you carrying? What? I'm in the, in the, what? Yeah, what, what am I, what am I, you think, what am I sneaking in inside my pads? Like, it's just depression inside there. That's it. So, <laughs> get out. Um, and then at Animal Kingdom one time, they opened, so I have like a zipping, like pocketbook style wallet. They unzipped it and I watched him thumb through my cash and all my cards. And it just made me very uncomfortable. Like, it, I don't, what am I hiding in between the $1 bills inside my wallet from Forever 21? I just, it just felt really excessive, especially when, again, like you, I've had experiences not remembering that things were in my bag that maybe I should not have brought to Disney. And uh, I walked right through and they didn't even notice. So it's just, it's just messy. And that's something that I will forever praise Universal for is their extremely consistent security. Every time I go to Universal, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know what they're looking for. I know what not to bring. I'm not feeling singled out by getting picked to go through a metal detector because we all go through the metal detector and everybody is safer in the long run. So universal security. That's a very fair point. Universal yeah. security kills it. And I 
waiting for the day that Disney catches up because it's it feels like a joke right now. In yeah, comparison. I mean, when it's like busy and it, it does that little funnel thing, that you know what, that's not a big deal because security is extremely thorough at Universal. I will say that much. Extremely yes. thorough. I, I have always felt good there as both an employee and a guest. You know, the employees we go through security as well. Um, just like bring liquid in during horror nights because, you know, we're all really, really thirsty. It's hot in there. But uh, it's it's good. Like, I, I feel that, you know, as if I'm not mistaken, there's not really any security for cast members at Disney, right? Um, When you go yeah, into work? They, they did. Um... Well, I did corporate, so I mean, we okay. Yeah, we had to get checked like from the front, so okay. Yeah, because I have a friend who just started, and maybe it's just because she's in entertainment. I don't know, but she said, I can't believe it. I don't go through any security when I go to work, and um, I'm like, wow, I don't like that. <laughs> I think everybody yeah, should, that's... employees, guests, everyone who's entering this space should go through security. So, yeah, I, I would everybody. love to see Disney get their act together. I agree with that, too. Um, I just want to add on to you saying that it's a walkway, not a standway. I cannot tell you the amount of time, because that's one of my roles is like implementing, because this is me being extremely petty, I'm not going to lie, it's me like implementing like traffic lanes to theme parks, which, you know, is not feasible. Obviously, you know, people want to walk wherever they want to walk, they want to take pictures wherever they want to take pictures. It's fine. This is just me being annoyed from the amount of times it's happened to me. Like, I've been at places like King's Island, Disney, Universal, Holiday World, any any amusement or theme park I've been to, and I will be walking, I'll be knowing where I'm going, or I'll have other people with me, and then all of a sudden, I either slam into somebody directly, or they stop so suddenly that I stop, and then somebody slams into me. Amen. And it's, it's a hot mess. And I'm just like... I'm just like, you know, if this was a car, we would all be dead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Walk like you're driving. First of all, walk I, yes. like I totally there. feel that. Like, if you need to check your map, go over to the side. You know, it's right. fine. Out of my yeah. way. Exactly. I know, like, I have places to be. Clearly, you don't. So, listen, Bye. the horror makeup show starts in four minutes. I'm power walking from the mummy. You better be out of my way. I freaking right. Uh, that, first off, we're gonna side note for a second. I fucking discovered that show only last year, and I'm here for it always. <gasps> oh, it is. I I am like horror makeups number. One. I love that show so. My favorite live entertainment in any theme park I've ever been to because it's different every time. You know, they pull different people up on the stage. One time, it's a little Asian lady who doesn't speak English, and then another time, it's a little Hispanic lady who doesn't speak English. And then another time, it's just a little old lady who doesn't even know where she is. It's always, it's always fresh and funky. I love or it. Or it's me who don't know where I'm at. <gasps> really? Wait, did you get picked? <laughs> no, I never got picked. I'm so jealous. One time there was a brand new Mark James, so like he didn't recognize me. Like, because everyone pictures with the cast, so they all are sort of aware of me. Um, so I will never get picked. I'm, I'm okay with that. But one time I was in the front row and it was a brand new, I'm sorry, we're going way off track. It was a brand new Mark James and he did the it's whole, fine. like, you know, mouth to mouth. And I ain't no wuss. So I just kissed him dead on the lips. And it was oh, glory. Lord. I'm upset that nobody got it on film. And I'm pretty sure it was one of his first. I don't think he was ready. Good about that. I'm like, you better <laughs> stay on your toes. Sometimes we gonna kiss you. I hope you're ready. 
Speaking you. of horror makeup show, I don't know if either one of y'all saw that tweet of mine where I t- it was that video of Delta Work from Drag Race where she was going, pick me, pick me, yes. look, pick me. Yes. I said, that's me at the horror makeup show. Lord. Big mood. Me and my friends, when we sit down <laughs> once the theater's filmed, we'll start placing bets. And like whoever whoever wins gets a drink bought for them. Who are they going to pick? And when you've seen the show enough, you start to figure out the formula. They always gravitate towards older looking ladies who seem disinterested and who probably don't speak English because that is a, a complete combination for comedy gold in their arm cut. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. But, uh... <laughs> Damn, one time I used to let me know. Um, But it's so, like, it's so fun to try to figure out who they're going to pick because there is such a formula for who they look for. And, uh, yeah, for anyone listening in the future, just just watch. See the show more than once and see if you notice some patterns. It's great. I just, I live for it. (laughs) The abuse of the elderly for the entertainment of everyone else. I'm into it. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my God. abuse. Okay, that's been, like, a wording on this episode. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That was something I wanted to come up with. I, rem- I It's not the same. I mean, it's the same as like the moving walkway thing. Okay, now I'm starting to remember all my rules. Okay, it's all coming to me. So, so it was similar to the moving walkway. I was going to say like, it's first off, these make zero sense, but I don't care. I just figured there was no limitations to what I could say. So, I mean, I There's said no ban all children. So, I mean, you're right. <laughs> It's just for fun. Like, it's not meant to be serious. Like, I saw oh, that. I, had I known, I would have did more. But um, it was basically going to be, like, a carpooling kind of situation. Like, when you go into a ride or an attraction, if it's, like, a group of a certain amount, you go in the carpool lane. And if you're a single rider, you go in this one. If you have fast pass, there'll be a red carpet because clearly you want to feel important. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> let's be real we all know when there's like no one in fast pass and it's like a three hour wait and you just walk by everybody you feel like you're the shit oh could i come oh, absolutely that is true in the immortal words of latrice royale eat it <laughs> that's how i feel <laughs> and then my second one um it was more so leaning towards something i was pissed off about last week and I was so pissed off I had to take like two naps that day. But um, <laughs> basically, if you ain't got the right people to play certain performers oh, or characters yes. in your- Oh, I was upset about this too. Then don't have them perform until you find them. Thank you. Amen. Because, I could not agree more. Cause I am very much so over that. Very much so. Agreed. And you know, from my perspective, I've never worked at Disney, but I have worked in entertainment at Universal, and I have played a lookalike twice. It's, it's, you gotta hold yourself to a higher standard for the sake of everyone involved. I almost, it, maybe this is word this, I feel bad for the performers who get put into that situation because you are, you are tasked with deciding do I refuse this role at a place that I've probably always dreamed of working at, um, even though I'm being put in the wrong place? It should not be up to the performers to uh, get themselves into a role that's fitting for them. It's wrong of Disney to hire the wrong people. And that's that's my gripe. I feel bad for them because they probably just want to perform and know that they're doing something that's really, really uncomfortable for everyone else. Do it. Why? I will never understand. 
I will never understand. Especially when in Florida, I've seen so many wonderfully cast Tianas. I've seen wonderfully cast Naveens. And I know that they transplant people from the American parks to the international parks Thank all the time. You. That's what I'm Why Yes, they do. do. They hold auditions all the they time. They always auditions. Always. And they never yes. do. And if you're telling me that there are not black people who would travel to Europe to work at Disney, I just don't believe you. I sit do not believe that that is a problem. I think it's Disney's problem. Oh no, it definitely is Disney because I've actually had a friend reach out to me whatever day I had spoke about it. She was like, she's gone to several auditions and she is in entertainment and they never took anyone of color. It's just, it's, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the logic is not there. The only logic I can find behind it, which is still absolute bullshit, but Disney's love for having one person play as many people as humanly possible. Um, but that's just yes. no excuse. You know, that's no excuse. That's how you end up with, uh, again, I have a friend who just started doing Disney entertainment, and she said, oh yeah, I have a friend who plays Tinkerbell and Pocahontas and Elena. And the fact that you're playing all three of those, I Wait, think is a problem. That- that height range don't even make any sense yeah i know that's what i said but she's apparently this chick has been there for a long time lord i don't know i don't know yeah again that yeah like i i feel like that's a problem and like the only way that wouldn't be a problem is if you had colorblind casting so i think that's a great role for a theme park is like cast people who belong in those roles because you have people who can do those roles want to do those roles in any capacity anywhere around the world yes and you don't have an excuse and i i'm fully agree with that like i've met like i retweeted all your tweets because i just it bothers me like with this podcast i want to have representation <coughs> because theme parks are such a diverse community and people don't let that happen and yeah. with the rules that you just put in place for that you know for character performers it should happen yeah, it should. But you know, I'm on the happy. on the on yeah. the other side, uh, guests don't ever do that thing where you try to trick a performer into like looking down at and you're doing like the okay sign. I know that that has very different connotations of just being up, a meme. What is up with that? I don't. I never understood that. What is that? What is that? Uh, I mean, it just started. It, I, I I don't know. I feel like I might be old too. I mean, I know that it's become something else, but just rewinding a little bit. Yeah. I think the idea is just that you're tricking someone into looking at something stupid and then you're laughing at them. And let me tell you, that happened to me so many times at Horror Nights. I have a natural instinct where if I come out at someone and they are looking down, especially, I'm going to look down too to see what they're looking at uh, in case it's something bad. Because like, I don't know, what if they're about to trip or something? I'll flatten the carpet. I don't know. And also, it's just it's just instinct. You want to keep your eye on everyone's hands because you don't really know what they're going to do. When people get scared, they flail, whatever. I can't That's tell you how many times right. people did that just to trick me into seeing that okay sign and then laughed at me. And it's like, what are you getting out of this? It, it, what, it, how is this fun for you? It's the same as in 2016. The kids who would dab so furiously that they would like accidentally smack me in the face. It's like, what... Are, did you really wait three hours to see the American Horror Story house just so you could dab for seven straight minutes while you walk through it? What? Let's ban, you know, let's not ban dabbing because I dab, but like, let's ban furiously dabbing so fast that you can't even see where you're walking. <laughs> I know that. I'm behind that. Really the only person that should be dabbing in Universal Studios Orlando, Florida 
is Squidward. 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 Q tentacles. Squidward tentacles is the only one allowed today on my watch. Absolutely. Even though he's definitely not allowed to dab. But (laughs) he's allowed to dab. Right? (laughs) You know what? Uh, He's not allowed to dab. No. Yeah. So how did yeah, that no, video happen? Because those he, were it was banned after. Yeah, I'm sure. No, he, yeah, he was. He that uh, that brought on a whole new retraining of things that are appropriate for characters to do. Dabbing is is not really considered in line with any of the IPs at Universal. Um, so yeah, that's that's just not. No. He he was. I can't say for sure whether or not he was let go, but I'm gonna take a wild swing and say because it got so viral, he probably was. Or he's moved to a different department or something. Um, but yeah, no, dabbing, like kind of modern dance moves are, are no-nos for character performers all across the parks. Right. Oh, that reminds okay. me. Sorry, one more. Speaking of, speaking, no, please. speaking of parades, if you push your child in front of me and I have sat in my perfect parade spot for a whole hour, I will literally yeet your child a call. <laughs> Don't do that. Man. If you ask me politely, I have no issue with it. I'm gonna see this parade three right. times after this anyway. <coughs> in front of me. Don't pretend you don't understand English because I just heard you talking to your husband in English. So don't do that. I could not agree more. Like just, just in general, it, just, and that's just a courtesy thing. Like. It, you know, you snooze, you lose. You get the spots by getting there earlier. And the same applies to anyone who dares to take flash photography of nighttime parade or of the fireworks. Oh my gosh. Why? 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 Do this? Why? So when it comes when it comes to pictures, uh, my grandparents were at Disneyland within about six months of it opening. Um, and my grandmother had a rule that she stood by from the day she first went to Disneyland to the day that she died in 1994. And this and this this applied to all her years at Disney long before we had the internet available to us like we do now. And her rule was that if there is not a person in the picture, don't take it because somebody else already has and you can buy the postcard. And if that was valid in 1971, it is so valid in 2019. People who filmed the entirety of like Pirates of the Caribbean, why? There are 360 degree feet POVs in like 4K that you can go watch on YouTube that are professionally filmed and better than anything you're ever gonna make on your Galaxy That bothers me so much. And that should be a rule. Like, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's clearly, it's already a rule, you know, don't film on dark rides, don't do that you know except you know for anything but like why are you gonna do it when one you're never gonna watch that video again because how many videos does anybody have on their phone that they watch all the time i don't i look at all my pictures but i never watch videos i do also, but I mean, you're you're mostly like like you're taking away from experiencing it in the moment like you're only yes. the pro you're only probably gonna see this ever once so why once maybe twice if you're lucky like and to me, it just feels like pure ignorance to think that someone else has not You know, there are so many amazing low-light POVs of everything all over the parks. And I appreciate the people who make those videos because for people who don't want to film them, you can go back and revisit it in beautiful high definition, often with source audio. So... Yes, and uh, to plug somebody who does that, who's my fav- who one of my favorites, is John Y. Chin on YouTube. 
I love his videos. If you want a good, if you want good low light POVs of Disney Universal rides, watch his videos. <coughs> and then don't film it yourself because he already did it and it's better. Exactly, exactly. Enjoy the moment, you know. Just, just, just enjoy it. Like it's your your memories are more important in your head than in your phone. And I don't think that applies to every single topic, but things like that, I, I think it should. So yeah. No, and I agree. Like, I'm going to tell a story that I don't tell often. But my last trip to Disney in May, um, this woman filmed the entirety, almost, of Pirates of the Caribbean with her flash on. Did you yell at her? Oh, here's what I did. Because I was passive aggressive. Because I didn't want to cause a scene. Ooh, I love causing a scene. So I'm I'm right behind her. I'm talking to my sister and my cousin who were with me on this trip. And I was like, wow, I would never film or use Flash Dog in our dark ride. (laughs) It ruins it for everybody else who may have paid so much money to be here the one time they're going to be here. I love it. And about five seconds later, she put her phone up. Good. See, my dad, he trained me up to be a whole correct than that he used to do radio so he's got like a nice deep you know scary guess and uh, i'll never forget right. maybe some, someone has taken four or five flash photos on their shitty digital camera and he goes no flash photography please and oh my god that person probably hasn't taken another picture since then like <laughs> it was terrifying they put their camera away so fast and i do the same thing i straight up call them out no flash photography and people get so embarrassed that they just stop or they just become assholes and i'm like bitch do you want to try me exactly yeah please please do something because i will sit there and i'll let you hit me and then i'll laugh when security takes you away exactly so, yes. okay now I am gonna be a jerk and throw out my rules real quick. Oh yeah, go for it. Yes. Because I have like four that are so deep seated into my soul that even outside of theme parks they apply to me, but so but they bit they were embedded to me in theme parks. And in the last like three or four years I got to go to a lot of parks very frequently and uh it really developed them. One of them is, please, I beg of you, with the entirety of my heart, my life, my soul, everything inside of me, and I want it to be a more enforced rule, is please fill in all the available space. Because when I'm waiting, I do not want somebody to cut me off that I've been, you know, I've been waiting, I've been polite, I've been, you know, and I'm not saying don't have personal space. Please have personal space. Have as much as you need. But at least, you know, fill in the space that is required. Like, if you're in a theater-style show or an attraction, like, go down to the end. It's not that big of a deal. It's specifically designed for you to be able to see. (laughs) Or, you know, if you're waiting in line for a coaster and you have, like, five people in your group, like, you don't all have to lean against the rail to where... And then when three other people get in front of you, don't get mad because you all were five, all five of you were against the rail, not holding your spot. Exactly. Amen. And about the, about like a seating in a show, you know, a lot of people want to sit in the middle, which is totally acceptable. And there's a very easy way to do that without blocking a ton of seats. And it's step to the side, let other people fill in and then go in the row. That is what I've yes, lived my entire life. Like seeing, you know, Muppet Vision or, or it's tough to be a bug. You go into the theater. I step back. I let 
all the rows fill up about halfway and then I pick my spot and other people clearly don't mind going to the end and I don't mind sitting in the middle but in the process I did not block off 50 seats down the row just so I could get my spot right and that's something that confuses me is like why are you going to sit down right in the middle and have 40 or 50 other people cross over your leg yes. sweating head to toe in the heat of summer no matter where you are in the United States no matter what park you're at you know what that I is I don't want I'm not going to sit and have people touch me as they're you know sweaty and nasty and smelly and getting all whatever they have all over me as like, I just always down. tell people in that moment when I do have to crawl over people because it happens for one reason or another I say enjoy this this is the most wonderful free short lap dance you're ever going to get <laughs> beautiful so love my next rule oh I just think it needs to be implemented more yes my next rule is <laughs> this is gonna sound more petty no we love and, petty and, and, we and, all this and, whole and episode I'm... is petty that's fine um and it even applies outside of theme parks but like if if a restaurant at a theme park has the menu outside or if it or if they hand it to you while you're in line because there's there's restaurants that do that in some parts yeah please pick what you want there and don't ignore it until you get to the front counter and be like uh because if i want to order what i like because you know not every park is mobile ordering which is fantastic thank the lord for mobile ordering i love mobile ordering at theme parks um, but like if I'm at like a local park and there's clearly a menu like at the beginning of the line or you know you can see it in the line like do do not stand there and take another six to eight minutes to decide you want a chili dog when you could have decided that when you got in line hey, oh, yes I could yeah. agree more I love Columbia Harbor House so that's like that place suffers from that problem a lot people you know they hand you the menu in line a very nice menu that I always use as a fan because I always order the same thing every single time but <laughs> just look at it the menu is in your hand it's up on the screen it's on multiple screens pick what you want ahead of time and then everyone gets to eat sooner by the way always get an anchors away sandwich with a side of uh drinking clam chowder just in case anyone was wondering it's the greatest meal in magic kingdom i'll fight for that (laughs) but like like they're like eat and and now i'm losing what i'm saying i'm sounding like i'm breaking up but i'm not (laughs) i just got upset Like most it. theme parks have apps any yes, most theme parks have apps anyway that you can use and they most of them have the menu on whatever restaurant you, you're thinking about going to. Exactly. You're on your phone anyway, just check the app. You know, yeah, it's gonna you, save you time, it's gonna save the person behind you time. You can't even survive a day at Disney without using my Disney experience. And the the full menu with prices for every restaurant is on there. Just, yes. just look at it. Just just think for one second and do something good with your life. Exactly. <clears throat> um, my next rule, and this one's gonna sound, this is gonna be very controversial, but I'm using it because it applies to me very much so. And um, it's not even like a rule because I'm mad. It's a rule of 
courtesy and like kind of do. So I am a larger person. And if you've seen me on Twitter or on Instagram or anywhere else like that, you will probably know this. Um, and there are test seats outside of rides. Please don't feel embarrassed to use them. Yes. And, oh my god. And I, yes. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even think it's like. I guess it's not really a rule. I'm kind of cheating my own topic, but like, don't be embarrassed to use them because I don't want. I don't. It hurts me to see somebody like my size or bigger to like get in line for a ride and then get in the ride and then have to be publicly humiliated especially on roller coasters. Oh, it's worse the, it's the worst on roller coasters it is. the walk of shame is one park. of the worst things that any plus size person can experience and i'm i'm a lot bigger than you are and there's a lot of things in this world that i cannot ride and i just it, it not only should people not be afraid to use the test seats please get your kids out of the test seats taking pictures and playing in them because some people need that it's not a playground toy it is an important aspect of existing for some people so just yeah just, just stop i hate uh, there have been times when i have really needed to try a test seat for something wait for a because kids were just playing in it like it was a little playground thing and i wish i wish that that theme park team members whatever would kind of crack down on that like hey guys uh feel free to go play in Fivel's playland but the fat people need to sit here for a minute you know i feel that so it's i i wish i wish the test seats were kept a little more open for the people who really need them right and like that that that's like that that'd be more of my role is like keep test seats free because sometimes it's not even just a plus size person you may have like thicker thighs or thicker legs and like with new coasters like RMC style roller coasters uh, if if you guys know about that I think you might I'm not sure yeah I'm I'm, I'm kind of so yeah yeah so like with new RMC style coasters you're like the restraints have to go a specific place on like your your uh, calves and if you have like thicker calves like you could be a muscular man or woman because you work out or whatnot and you still may have to do the walk of shame because it can't fit around your calves and it can't lock even height i've seen people get turned away from rock and roller coaster not rock and roller coaster oh my god rip red rocket um pretty close to the front because they're simply too tall and it's not going to work out right well. and that that also happens at holiday world with their wing coaster thunderbird oh because yeah yeah, there's this near miss element where you go through a barn and it's dangerous and so like keep keep the height things free keep the my rule will be keep you know height and test height testers and test seats free like don't use them as a playground or a place to take photos because and if you need to take a photo like parks put in another seat if you can for that reason because specifically i remember uh, when I was younger in the early 2000s in the arcade area of Space Mountain yes. like you know where you came out in the arcade yes the Starcade yeah there was a seat that looked like there you were was. on the Space there Mountain was a it had a backdrop yeah and you could take pictures of yeah it. and you could it was, it was to take pictures for people who couldn't get on the ride or kids and that's and, great you know why not just have that but I mean this could also open up the whole other can of worms which is that theme parks should be smarter in designing and designed for the bulk of America which is bulky that's a topic for yes. a different day. I'm not even going to get into that nonsense right now. All I'm going to say is good on you, Disney, for being the most body-inclusive theme park in the world. Yes. Yes. Without agreed. question. Although Dollywood is kind of up there, too, because everyone in Tennessee, mm, they eat good. 
Yes. And you know what? Uh, I will also give King's Island that because it's very... I, I've noticed it's very rare at King's Island for somebody to have to leave because of weight. That's actually good to know. I've never been to King's Island, but I've always wanted to. Yes. So if you go, the majority of right. I mean, of course, there's a few, like, you know, the more extreme and the more tall the coaster is, it's going to be a little harder or like the older the coaster is. Mm-hmm. But the majority of rides, almost anybody can ride. Or you could be like the Jackrabbit at Kennywood, which is like a hundred year old roller coaster with no restraints at all. And that's, <laughs> that's the ideal restraint system on a roller coaster. Yeah. It's just none. No, you know what the restraint system is? Hopes and dreams. It honestly is. <laughs> like on the Jackrabbit, I'm not even kidding. There is a loose fitting seatbelt that I take off the moment the train dispatches because I want all the airtime possible. And you sort of, there is no lap bar. There's like a stationary bar that you sort of slide under. But even for me, and like I'm about as thick as thick can be, um, it doesn't even touch me, not even close. And I'm like, this is what I like. I like feeling like I'm on the verge of death. And that's why that's my favorite roller coaster in the world. You know what? Another park I haven't had issues with that. Well, my father at the time he was a little bit booger, but he had to lose weight because of um, health issues. But uh, we would used to go to Hershey Park every summer, and Hershey is pretty good for that. Yeah, they, they I noticed they never really have too many issues with that either. I haven't been to Hershey since high school, and when I went when I was um, I want to sixteen. I didn't have any problems, and like I said, I've always been big, and I wrote, you know, I wrote Fahrenheit, um, Super Duper Looper, all the wooden coasters, everything. I did everything without too much issue. Uh, honestly, the only park I've done a genuine walk of shame in, and this is pretty bad, Legoland. Freaking Legoland. They, uh, their quote-unquote most extreme coaster, it's just a wild mouse. I couldn't. Yeah. The bar had to latch like seven times for you to be able to ride, and mine latched five. And I'm like, but, but what? It's a wild mouse, fam. I've they, these are everywhere. I've ridden every other wild mouse I can even think of, and it still baffles me that that was a problem. Um, you go to almost any roadside park in Orlando, and there's probably going to be a wild mouse spinning yes. or not i've ridden the wild mouse over i mean obviously the one at animal kingdom i've done the one at bush gardens i've done the one at uh what's that there's fun, one spot. At fun spot yeah, i've done the one at fun yeah. spot i've never had there's one at Hershey any too. of those yeah there is i don't think i did that one because when i went i was trying to do things that like i wouldn't be able to find you know other places oh i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend that but to be fair i don't recommend yeah. any wild mouse rides so. uh no me either that's <laughs> definitely not prime although speaking of prime primeval world i don't know it's kind of so bad it's good yeah that's a hard pass for me right there it's like it's like here's my thing i go on primeval world to see the parody of dinosaur and piece it together because that's what it is if you don't know it's like it's a parody of dinosaur yeah i mean it's a parody of dinosaur from back when dinosaur was done to extinction it is and it's funny to me it is i agree that it's funny and i don't know like there's something inherently enjoyable about suffering uh, and that ride is just suffering. Enjoyable about suffering. <laughs> is that okay, okay. Not, I I, that I feel bad? like I get what you're saying though, because it's like riding a scrambler. Like you get squished, but like yeah. you're laughing because you're know, like, ah, look what we're doing. It's is stupid. that not the millennial mood though? <laughs> it is. Honestly, that is a constant mood. That is such a mood. I feel that. I feel that in my soul. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get what I mean. Well, now and, I'm uh, on my list when I go next month. Suffering? <laughs> yeah, isn't that why everyone goes to Disney? 
Honestly, yes. I'm Honestly, going, truly. I'm going next uh, Wednesday, and I'm going, I can't believe I'm even saying this, to see Toy Story Land. Like, I don't even want to, but I have to. Girl, you ain't missing nothing. I mean, I really want to go ride some ass. Just because. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't... that ride is cute as hell. It does look cute. I haven't like that's the thing. I have not even seen Toy Story Land with my own two eyeballs. Like I haven't been to Disney I haven't either. since it opened. So I need to go I was there see a month it before it opened. And I want to go see Muppet Vision just in case the worst happens. Yes, my case. baby Muppet Vision. I love Muppet Vision. And then I we're gonna hop over to myself to the wall. Oh, I would too. Absolutely, I would die for Muppet Vision 3D. Iger will but, have some words with me. Let me tell you. I will come gotta, to his home. We gotta find him. If they shut down Muppet Vision. I'm just gonna rally up anybody who's either been on the podcast or who uh, who just I enjoy listening on Twitter and who I know does Muppet Vision. We're just all gonna go and we're gonna like chain ourselves and we're gonna like, you know what? It's gonna be like... No, like shut up! like when they flip toad into poo like we're gonna have t-shirts and protests which just so you know future you know little that's or even gazing into the future is uh <laughs> gonna be one of our theme park court episodes Ooh. that's a good topic i just gotta find somebody who wrote it as toad because i can't find anybody who wrote it as toad oh, well I if you want that. if you want my dad on the podcast I'd be happy. My old roommate does it. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, there we go. I just need to ask more. You you gotta get connections. (laughs) It's about who you know, not what you know. Are you sure you don't want a 64-year-old preacher on your podcast? Honestly, I would go with the 64-year-old preacher. <laughs> Look, you, like I said earlier, I'm all about diversity, and I don't mean diversity in anybody who's liberal. It can be anybody who just enjoys Very art. true. You know, he actually is pretty liberal for, for what he is. I like to tease him, but, you know, he's one of the most accepting people I've ever met. But, yeah, my parents amaze me, especially my dad. He's been to every Orlando theme park within the month that it opened. He went to Magic Kingdom the month it opened, Epcot. MGM. Honestly, he should write a book. I, I would read that. He, he has done so much. It's really impressive. And he also worked pretty high up in entertainment for about five years at Disney. I got to uh, see the backstage of the Indiana Jones stunt show because, oh my god, that was a different time and he could just bring his six-year-old daughter to work. And That's so cool. And it's updating. Is it? I haven't, I like have not been on Twitter. Yes, it's getting updates. Wait, Good. what is? Stunt, uh, Indiana stunt show spectacular. Really? Why? What are they doing? Yes. I don't know. I just love Indy, so I'm oh, not mad too. about him being in the park show. Is the show is the show the most amazing show? No. But do I like it? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, you know what? We're gonna go on a rant for a second. I will take Indiana Jones any day before I go see Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Let me tell you. Uh, yes. I would have to agree with that. Even though I really like that specific Ursula animatronic puppet, because I just, I really like Ursula. That show, I just was talking about this last night to, to again, my entertainment friend, about how, like, that show, wasn't it built to be temporary? Like, wasn't that a, it was supposed to just be there for, like, a set of years, and then they would cycle it over into I a new think show? so. And I know wow. Beauty and the Beast was the same idea, and both of those have far yeah. outstayed their welcome. 
Pocahontas sure didn't. She was gone real fast. I know, and that show was really cute. I like the animals. I wonder why. I wonder why. Well, I don't know. Racist. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I know. I mean, I've I've went back and I've seen a few videos, and it is a lot of white people. It is. <laughs> I want to say though, so I want to say that just Beauty, Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid sell more dolls, and they that's do. and that's they at do. the core. Disney is, you know, the Great Movie Ride was a great ride, but they want to sell Mickey. Stop! Stop hurting me! Like that's <laughs> like you know what? It, that was legit my favorite. It was my favorite as well. That was my favorite ride in all of Disney, uh, and it's still I'm like I can't even process it's gone. Stop. Wait, wait, stop talking about that. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only thing that could hurt more is if they got rid of Carousel of Progress, in which case I would just see like dissolve like the end of Infinity War if they announced Carousel of Progress was closing. I'd be like, Mr. Iver, I don't feel so good, and I'd just be gone. (laughs) See, that's my boyfriend to a T. Like, and if you two would like to come on, this is another Into the Future, um, on a special episode, which I will give you two more details about, and anybody else who has been on the podcast who would like to be back on. Um, I want to get a kind of largest group and do a Survivor-style show where we are going to vote, thanks to Emma, who was on episode three, I think, two or three. Uh, we are going to take a vote on which of the one, two, three, four animatronic shows at Magic Kingdom uh, has to go, and there's only going to be one left. Oh my god, that no. hurt that you even just said that. I'm Those down. shows are like, so in my, whenever people are like, Melody, I only have one day at Magic Kingdom, what should I do? I guess I have, you know, I don't because my answer is Carousel of Progress, Country Bear Jamboree, Tiki Room. You're good. See, and that that is me. I love those. They bring me a joy that nothing else in this world can. I am Trixie from Country Bear Jamboree. I am thick. I'm sad. Honestly, I drink, you are. And I'm I out of Tampa. agree. Like, it's all there. If I was a furry, that's my persona. If I am any animatronic out of those shows, I am the triple the triplet the triplets. Oh yeah. From Country Bear Jamboree. Oh the guys that turn. You know, oh, cute, positive, but a little sad. I don't know who I would be, <laughs> to be honest. That's a good question. I would have to put some thought into it. Yeah, you let me know. I, I will. You, you let me know. Now I'm gonna think about this. We need to each cast ourselves as a character from the Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> Ooh, fun well, idea. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to know what animatronic they are, I have made a BuzzFeed quiz. She has. Do that's it. right. There. I got Sunny Eclipse. Ooh, that's honestly oh, perfect it's for you. Week. You know, it really is. What is? I got Sunny Eclipse. Did you really? Yes. And really, that fits me. I'm a, sh- I'm a showman. I'm kind of a show off. And I'm also like an old soul who. So, yeah, I get that. I don't think that was the description I wrote for Sunny, but let's go with that. No, but I'm gonna give myself that. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm gonna. Uh, I don't remember what I got. It's been a hot minute since I took that. I want to say I got Foxy, and I was like, mm, maybe that's not me. But 
Um, I mean, I, I still love her. First off, I think she's. I got the freaking Yeti, and I was like, how did I make the quiz? <laughs> Actually, I'm about to. Let's all take this quiz right now. We, we should. Maybe maybe once we're off the air. I remember one time I took a quiz, like, which Halloween Horror Nights icon are you? And I got the storyteller, and I'm like, what? The story. Incorrect. This is the most boring, least developed of all of them. And if you see my chest, I am developed. Okay. I have some character. <laughs> I am not the storyteller. She has. If I was the and you I know did, what? I would What's awful? Usher. She's my favorite. The storyteller? Yeah, but it's really only for the reason that I'm that person who's like, oh, they're underdog. They're my favorite. They're the underdog because there is no backstory. She just has a name. That's it. Yeah. That's why I don't I like her. She's boring. And she was she was a marketing tactic. Oh, oh storyteller. Okay, I just Googled it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, if I was a Horror Nights icon, I'd be the usher because I also want to literally murder people who talk in movie theaters. <laughs> Okay. Oh, cool. That specifically just brought me back to my last rule. Whoa. Perfect. Crazy tangent. Wrap it yes, up. Yes, my last rule. Cool. Yes, we're wrapping <laughs> it up. We're breaking up my last rule. My last rule is when you go to a theme park, please, if you are getting, you know, in line for a character, I don't care what theme park, if you're at Knott's, if you're at Disney, Universal, Holiday World, whatever, if you're in line for a character or in line for an attraction, Please have some concept of either who they are or what attraction you're getting oh, on oh, to. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you are not, in fact, in or Donald. Right. Ray Daffy. Ray Daffy. Like, and that's just my rule is like, I think that should be a rule. Like, like not give them like a full quiz. Like, do you know what you're going on? Oh, no. Quiz. What's this? What year did it open? But like, my rule for the general public would be please have some knowledge of what you're doing like you're not getting don't go and don't get in line for jungle cruise and be like is this a roller coaster because no it's called jungle cruise cruise equals water you're cruising through and the there's jungle a sign there's signs like everywhere <laughs> you know this is like, a slow moving boat ride through the exotic jungles around the world like that that's all like, you need to hear do not get on Space Mountain and think you're getting on like a scrambler because it, it's literally this is a high speed intense roller coaster type ride. That's what it says in the queue. Yeah, just just in general, I, guests should just just listen, pay attention to your surroundings and what you're doing, and you're gonna have a better time when you're aware. You don't need to turn your brain off on vacation. That makes it worse. Right. Well, like it, it's not even just Disney and Universal, like. Like it, like I've been to not, not not. I've been to uh, Kings Island multiple times, and any peanut character, male or female, that's not Snoopy is Charlie Brown. Oh my god! Like Lucy is not Charlie Brown, no matter how much you want her to be. <laughs> that's honestly, she's not. That's and like, I'm not saying being an expert on every cartoon that's ever been made, but like. You know what Charlie Brown looks like, and you know it's Charlie Brown's not a girl with black hair and a blue dress. Yeah, but that does not apply. Like I don't, I don't get mad at people when they can't tell Chip and Dale apart. So my my entertainment friend, she that's, just started yeah. Disney, which is why we're talking about it. She's Chipmunk height, 
And she's like, yeah, like nobody can tell us apart. I'm Chip. How do you not know I'm Chip? And I'm like, bitch, nobody knows which one is which. Like, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> and then she was like, but yeah, like everyone thinks that we're But like, brothers. they're not Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Exactly. She's like, everyone thinks we're right, brothers. Like, we're not brothers. Right. They're best friends. And I'm like, bitch, I didn't know that until right now. I didn't either. And I, that blew my mind. I found that out like two weeks ago from, I don't know who tweeted it, but I was at me. work and I like, was it you? It was me. Yeah. Cause I was like, what? Yes. And I literally walked out of the art room where I work <laughs> to my boss. I was like, did you know that Chip and Del Chipmunk are not brothers? <laughs> I mean, that just, just confirmed, I'm not happy. It just confirmed it. She was like, gay. go back and organize what you need to do. And I was like, but they're not brothers. <laughs> They're not happy and they're not singing and they're not colored. They're just not brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that show. I think it's also. I, think... I just took my quiz and I got the Navi Shaman. What is wrong with my quiz? <laughs> you go from Yeti to Navi Shaman. I mean, listen, I'm the most sensing... expensive thing ever an animal kingdom trend. About <laughs> Chip and Dale, it's obvious that it is now canon that they're just gay. I'm gonna go with that. Yep. I'm gonna go with that. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. I'm not mad at that. They're not brothers, they're lovers. Oh, I love but, it. We're here. We're here but would they not be bisexual because of Clarice and Gadget? Uh, they're a bisexual polyamorous triad. Those are a lot of words. Thank you. Sounds like math. <laughs> it did. They are <laughs> all, they're all bisexual and they all love each other. That's fine. Yeah, I cool. <laughs> but yeah, like just just know what you're getting into. Like don't like don't go up to you know, like if you're like at Kings Island, don't go up to the beast and be like, Is this a boat ride? No. Clearly you see it going up a lift hill, you know it's a roller coaster. Don't go to Universal and get in line for like E. T. and think it's a roller coaster because it's not. Also, just a little side tangent, because it's just me being super petty. Not every ride that's ever existed is a roller coaster. Rides that are not roller coasters are called flat rides. Just for anybody who doesn't know. And like I'm not saying you need to know the terminology. But not but like when you're a roller coaster. Like when you're describing swings to me, don't tell me like the roller coaster where you dangle and go up and down because it's not a roller coaster. Well, it's the no, same when I, I hate when people call like all the presidents a ride or like Tiki Room a ride. Like it's not a ride, it's a show. But I it's feel like I feel like uh maybe this will be sort of our wrap up. Uh since we mentioned E.T., the one and ultimate theme park rule. Please keep your hands. You mentioned E.T. Please keep your hand. You mentioned E.T. It's not a roller coaster. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. did mention E.T. So speaking okay. of E.T., please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle. Please do that. Like, I get you're raising your hands on a roller coaster. That's not what they mean. What they mean is, if you're, like, on a dark ride, please do not, you know, like, shove your hands out side to side like you're trying to like you know look up at the sky in a dramatic music video like you're gonna get hurt you're gonna smack your hands or they're gonna get pinched or you're gonna knock something over yep. like if you stick your feet out on a ride like if you're on a log the one that makes me most nervous are boat rides and water rides uh-huh. please, please do not stick your feet 
please do not stick your feet and your hands out on those rides. Don't splash each other because those boats are like three, four hundred tons and they're going to break your hand. Not to mention the people inside of them adding to the weight. Yes, ma'am. And I think that, above all else, is the ultimate theme park rule. It is, and that's a great wrap-up. So, it is. what I'm going to do now is ask, do you guys have anything you would like to plug, Victoria? Um, if anyone has seen my soul, I'm in the- looking for it right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> dyslexic my email address and if anyone finds it just email me thank you he calls me pp okay Okay, and mel what about you love it well i need to plug in my phone first off so that's my first plug um same mine's dying (laughs) after that uh i am mel's diane on twitter that's mel's with two l's i am also mel's diane on um TikTok, which I can't believe I'm plugging that, but please, I really need validation. So come check me out. (laughs) (laughs) I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And Miles, don't you also do another podcast you might like to mention? That's really good. Thank you you for reminding me. Um, Mistresses of Mayhem, the only all-female Halloween Horror Nights podcast. We have absolutely no regular recording schedule, but we tweet a lot when we do finally do it. Um, so please check it out at mayhem underscore podcast uh, I think we have a lot of fun I think a lot of Horror Nights podcasts are a little on the serious side we very routinely talk about clown dick uh, hate Hollywood's Halloween Horror Nights and what's the other th- oh yeah how much we really like the shape of water so we've got some really good things going for us please join us sometime wow I'm sold it, it's exactly. a really good podcast so please go listen and with that, I'm going to do my plugs. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott021 or look up Dyslexic because that's, you know, I'm the only one who really has that name. Or you can look me up on Instagram, which is Dyslexic96. And if you enjoyed this episode, um, you can check out episode one through four on Spotify, here on Anchor, Freaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Um, thank you everybody for listening I hope you had fun I hope you had as much fun as we did and please send me the theme park rules that you would like to add make them as outrageous as you want because like I said this is dyslexic it's not meant to be serious it's meant to be fun just like theme parks so with that bye everybody bye